And now, presenting the Star of the Show podcast with your host, Delaney Swift. Welcome back to the Star of the Show podcast, you guys. Today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all of those who are listening, all of those who are celebrating. And you do not have to be in a relationship to celebrate Valentine's Day. I know that's like not a new idea, but I just want to remind all of us that you literally do not have to be in a relationship to celebrate Valentine's Day, to enjoy the whole month of February or to enjoy the day of love, February 14th. I would argue to say now that I am in a long-term relationship that sometimes Valentine's Day is actually more fun with your friends. Like sometimes the girlies just go all out with the pink and the red and the outfits and the fun Valentine's Day plans and the cute dinners and the fun like tablescape dinner setup. Like sometimes girls just go more all out for it and it's so fun to do it with your girlfriends. But It's also fun to do it with a a lover, but I also feel like Valentine's Day is just such an underwhelming holiday. Like, it's really nothing crazy. Usually, my favorite version of a Valentine's Day is just, like, ordering food in and spending quality time with your person, and if you're lucky, you get each other, like, a card or some chocolate or, like, flowers, whatever it is. That's just, that's ideal to me, honestly. But anyways, all that aside, happy Valentine's Day and happy day of love. I hope that no matter who you are, even if you are in a relationship and you're going to celebrate with your significant other, I hope you do something for yourself today, whether it's like a face mask or a walk or you get yourself flowers or you take a bubble bath, you listen to your favorite podcast, just like do something to show your self-love today as well, because I think that's important. No matter if you're in a relationship or not, I think having a relationship with yourself is very, very, very important. And that's something that I've always known, but I've never really put into practice until the last like three years, maybe. Like ever since I turned like 24, 25, I started actually building a relationship with myself that was a quality relationship if that makes sense like I think when we're younger we really take care of ourselves in the fact that we let our emotions flow the way that they want to like when we're kids we don't think about is this emotion cringy we just let it out you know what I mean we don't we don't overthink our emotions we just let them flow And we really express ourselves a lot in terms of what we love when we're younger. We are not embarrassed about our hobbies. We just are, you know, fully ourselves. And I think a lot of who you become or who you come back to when you're older is that younger version of yourself. And anytime I think of like coming back to myself, I think of coming back to the younger version of me who just wants to express who she is at her core and I don't think that well I don't know I can't say this for everyone but I think a lot of times we come back to that more so when we're 
older because there's, you know, there's high school, there's college, there's like all of these people's opinions that get put on us. There's this conditioning that gets put on us during very formative years of our lives. And it's not until like we're a little bit older and we have these revelations, I guess, where we realize that the simple pleasures and the things that we loved when we were little were very important and always will be important. And those are kind of like what makes the world go round. But that is not the point of this episode. I wanted to talk today about relationships. I don't claim to be an expert in relationships. I actually don't think anyone is an expert in relationships, except for maybe those people that write relationship books or like a relationship therapist. But I really just I, I I feel like I'm the friend that a lot of people come to for relationship advice or they have in the past. I don't know why, but yeah, I wanted to talk about relationships and talk about love. And it's interesting because I was listening to a podcast earlier today. Um, it was Kelly Grace May's podcast. It's called A Very Nice Day. And I love her. It's definitely weird how much like I love her. I talk about her on my TikTok a lot and stuff like that. And I just feel like we're friends through, you know, being online, even though she doesn't know who I am. But like, that's the beauty of social media. But anyways, I was listening to her podcast with her sister today. And her sister was talking about how she doesn't believe in soulmates. And I literally feel the exact same way. I don't believe in soulmates. I don't, I don't know why I'm starting the podcast like this, but I don't believe in soulmates. I know that might be a cynical view, but I also think it's kind of beautiful in a way as well, because here's how I see it. So maybe I should just back up and tell my relationship history so I can bring context to this, but I grew up... (laughs) We won't go back that far. I have had short relationships. I've had longer relationships. I'm currently in a relationship. We've been dating since 2020, so almost four full years. And we, I've had previous relationships before this as well. I've had a longer relationship about four or five years in in college. And then we dated out of college, had some shorter relationships here and there as well. And started dating in high school. Like I've had, I've had long-term relationships. Wait, not long-term, long-distance relationships, all sorts. And I feel like I've learned a lot from all of these experiences with these human beings. And whether that was a really hard experience to go through or a really fun experience, whatever it was, I feel like I learned something. And so it's given me this perspective that I have on relationships, which is that I don't believe in soulmates, but I believe that every single person that we come in contact with, whether it's a friend, an acquaintance, a partner, I think that everyone shapes who we are and that we are coming in contact with these people for a reason. Here's what I mean by that. So, so I started dating, I guess, people in like high school. I was kind of a late bloomer. I did not have my first kiss until I was a freshman in high school. 
And that seemed late to me. I don't know if that's like late by other people's standards, but I did not have my first kiss until I was literally in ninth grade. And I don't think the person that I had my first kiss with even knows that he was my first kiss, probably because I was too embarrassed. And it's funny because when I was in eighth grade, I think I was in eighth grade. Yeah, I had my first boyfriend and we never like kissed. I don't even think we hugged. We did not even like even see each other or hang out with each other really it was solely just a texting relationship you know those like quintessential middle school relationships but by eighth grade I feel like so many of my friends have had their first kiss like we're dating people weren't afraid to be around boys I was so afraid to be around boys I don't know why that is because that's not how I feel now obviously I'm 28 and I live with my boyfriend so that would be weird maybe but I just felt so uncomfortable and not in my own skin whenever I was around boys in middle school. I literally remember telling my middle school boyfriend that I couldn't hug him because it was against what I believed in, which is hysterical because I was just looking for excuses not to have to touch this boy because I was so nervous. And then he broke up with me probably because I was not literally doing anything with him that boyfriend and girlfriend do. And then in ninth grade, I was dating like the boy that everyone in this school had a crush on. I'm not even kidding you. Like everyone had a crush on him. This is when I started to like develop a little bit more. I feel like middle school, I was a very awkward child. Like I was lanky. I didn't really have a figure. I was kind of awkward. I was definitely like, I feel like I was just kind of dorky in a way. Like, I don't know how to describe. I wasn't a dork, but I was just not comfortable in my skin yet. I think that's pretty normal. Like middle school is kind of an awkward time for everyone. But in ninth grade, I was like dating the guy that people had crushes on, or at least like all my friends had crushes on. And I would only kiss him. Like I'd only kiss him, make out with him. That's it. Cause I was too nervous to do anything. I, if you are my family members or like my mom, please like just pause the podcast at this point. I'm not going to like go too deep into the weeds of, you know, the graphics, but essentially like just, you know, after ninth grade, I was very like nervous and didn't do like anything, just kiss boys. That's it. And then sophomore year and like the rest of my high school career, I just like skyrocketed. I moved to Las Vegas and my family moved to Las Vegas sophomore year my sophomore year. So I feel like I grew up very quickly. We'll just put it that way. Like I was exposed to a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have if I was in Ohio. For those who don't know, I grew up in Ohio, moved before eighth grade to North Carolina with my family. We lived there for two years and then we moved to Vegas and I was there for sophomore year, junior year, and then the first half of my senior year. And then we moved back to Ohio the second half of my senior year. So Vegas definitely shaped me in a lot of ways. And I'm very grateful for those experiences because I wouldn't be the same person if I hadn't moved around and like met different people. But anyways, definitely experienced a lot of things with boys in terms of like just, I don't know, things were different in Vegas. They just were different. The boys were different. They were all like just doing a lot more like adult things and we were doing a lot more adult things and I just grew up really quickly. I didn't even do anything that crazy, but it's just 
I was exposed to different things that I would have been in the Midwest. And anyways, I went, I moved home second semester of my senior year. I dated a boy in, in high school who was definitely my first love and like always will cherish that person, always will cherish that relationship, like taught me a lot. We were just, just way too young and I don't think that our relationship would have been the same had we started dating like later on in life, but definitely my first love and very grateful for that relationship. And then in college, I had like one solid year where I was single, didn't have any attachments in freshman year and was just had a blast. Like got to, you know, do the single thing, flirt with boys, have fun, have a quintessential freshman year. And it was the best. Like I will never take for granted my college experience. I loved college so much like probably a stupid amount. And then sophomore year, like I had met my long-term boyfriend, my, ex- my ex-boyfriend, my freshman year. And then we kind of like started talking, but never really started dating until we came back for sophomore year and then dated him the whole rest of my college career. But he was two years older than me. So I had my junior year and my senior year at college without him, which honestly was such a blessing because I got to fully focus on my friends. I was absolutely obsessed with my friends. I don't even really think I thought about boys at all. Like I had boys that were my friends and probably boys that I like hooked up with before that I would like see out, but I didn't think about boys that way really all like all the rest of college because I was dating someone who wasn't living there and I was so obsessed with my f- obsessed with my friends and just like going out and doing things with my friends and having a blast. So that was a very big blessing honestly because I just had f- like the full time that I was at college to be with my friends and not like be focusing on going and sleeping at a boy's house or whatever it was. And the weekends, yeah, I went to visit him a lot of weekends, but I still don't look back and like think that he took over my college experience, if that makes sense. Anyways, after college, I moved out of college and moved to Columbus, Ohio. I moved in with my boyfriend at the time and his friends. And then I think I lived there for maybe like about a year out of college and then we broke up I moved in with my girlfriends and pretty much like went into like another relationship right after that I don't recommend but for the sake of like being respectful and not divulging too much information I'll just say that like I when you're young I think that you really attach yourself to relationships you put a lot of your your identity into relationships and you think that like you're never going to find anyone else and I feel like when I was in that relationship I was so happy I put everything into that relationship I went through a very traumatic experience in losing my dad when I was in this relationship and towards the end there was a lot of things that I did wrong in terms of like not bringing things up when I was upset 
and not really maybe knowing how to communicate effectively and also probably feeling like I couldn't communicate effectively because it didn't feel like it would be heard or received in the right way and I would get kind of like shunned almost or I would get backlash for bringing up the things that hurt me in the relationship and so it just discouraged me from ever wanting to bring things up and express how I felt because anytime I would bring it up a lot of times I would get like gaslit like okay well you know and also be like give me an example of when I did that or like give me an example and I would be like well I can't think of any freaking examples right now because now I just feel kind of like flustered and you caught me off guard so I kind of felt like my emotions weren't really welcome in the relationship if that makes sense basically what I'm trying to get at is when I was I was young I was in this relationship I literally thought I was going to spend my life with this person I did not ever expect anything else and was very in love like very infatuated thought everything was always going to be hunky-dory and then like the last year or so of our relationship I just feel like things kind of took a turn there was challenges I wasn't fully able to like I said express my emotions and bring up when I felt hurt or when something bothered me without like getting gaslit or feeling like it was my fault and always getting pushback if I tried to express how I felt and then I kind of like felt myself pulling away emotionally and whenever I would try to bring things up getting kind of like shut down was super disappointing so I started keeping like a journal of all the things that upset me that he would do or he would say and I was like okay if he ever asks me for an example again I'm going to read this out so that I don't get flustered he understands that this happens multiple times and we went on a vacation and I was like if if we come back and nothing has changed and you know I go these amount of months and nothing has changed I'm going to read this so that he understands that this has been a pattern this has happened for a while and he'll finally like understand the severity of of what I mean and how I feel and so I did that and it still didn't feel like it was meshing and so I think that I had really mourned the loss of this relationship for a long time So I ended up saying, you know, look, I'm going to go move out and I'm going to be with my friends. I'm going to live with my friends and I am going to reprioritize our relationship. And I hope that you do the same. And I think that we need to move back in together whenever we're not living the friends because I can't live with you and your friends. Like we need to reprioritize our relationship and then move in together again. Like once it's just our own place for a variety of reasons. It felt like I was like a, a tenant and he was landlord like our relationship wasn't good. I was like, I need to live with my friends and whatever. But I think at that point I was really checked out and very like, I'm going to reprioritize myself. Like I am going to take care of myself and whatnot. And sometimes when I've heard this quote and it's like something along the lines of girls don't, or when you leave a relationship, like a long-term relationship, it's not something that you do abruptly. Like you don't do it without reason. And I fully believe that. I think that if you, if something's nudging you or you've thought about something 
for a while. It's almost as if you've mourned the relationship already because it's been in the back of your head and you've thought about it so much and you've you've kind of planned for like this exit strategy that it once you actually exit the relationship, it's more of like a relief and it's like, okay, I finally did this really scary thing of leaving this person I was so comfortable with, I loved and was with me through a lot of hard things and now like it's just a weight taken off of my shoulders because I did this big scary thing and you kind of feel this like relief or okay now I have the world ahead of me and whenever someone else takes interest in you it's like oh shit like people there's other people in the world that will care about me and will like me and will want to date me because if there is one piece of advice that I can give to any girl who is afraid to leave a relationship it's I promise you there's so many other fish in the sea there's so many other people that are going to like you and think you're amazing, think you're beautiful. Like there is someone else out there for you. I absolutely know it. And yes, it's scary. Yes, it's daunting that maybe, you know, you're not going to find what you had, but you could find something even better. And that's such a beautiful thing. And it's something to be excited about. It's just like any other ending, ending of a job, ending of any chapter of your life. It can be very scary, but once you make that brave move to end something that's no longer serving you no matter what it is it opens up so many other opportunities for amazing beautiful things in your life now it may not feel like it at the time whatsoever it may feel like an absolute shit show and that's okay but like I promise you once the grieving and the hard times are over you will get onto the other side and so many other amazing things will fall into your lap I just know it so anywho I was also single for um, probably like a year and a half before I met my current boyfriend. Um, like doing the math in my head right now. Yeah, I believe like a year and a half. But I also dated people in between like on a short term basis, just went on dates, you know, kissed some frogs, you know, went on some one one and doneers one date and I was good. And When I tell you, and I don't mean this to sound vain whatsoever, but this is the story that I use to tell my friends when they are stressed about dating someone or finding someone new, because I promise you, I know it's cliche and annoying, but the whole like thing about when you're not looking, they find you. I'm telling you that is partially true. And I know it's annoying to hear, but you have to like be the energy that you want to attract. So I think the best thing for when you're single and if I was ever single again, this is what I would do, but I'm not saying I did being single perfectly. I definitely didn't because when I was single in my mid twenties, I was like, let's go on dates. Let's be on the dating apps. Let's flirt with boys. Like I was just kind of ready to be, have like a little fun single period of my life. And I probably could have spent more time working on myself. I feel like you can work on yourself when you're alone and you can also work on yourself when you're in a relationship, but I'm not saying I did the single life perfect. But what I'm telling you is when you don't need something to be happy, you tell the universe that like you're open. So what I mean by that is essentially I just was not looking for a relationship. I didn't want to be in a relationship. I didn't want to date anyone seriously. I just wanted to have fun. I 
wanted to do fun things with my friends. I wanted to date multiple people. Like I did not want to be locked down because I just wanted to have this fun, unattached time of my life. And I knew that that was a very sacred thing. And I'm telling you, the men were falling in love. Like, again, I said I wasn't going to try to sound vain, but like I'm telling you, this happens to my friends as well when they're single and they're not looking for a relationship. The men fall in love because they're like, okay, you are unattached. You don't want, like, you're giving off that you don't need me. You're independent. I don't know what it is, but they just, they love it. They eat it up. And I'm not saying to like be aloof, just be you. But if this could teach you anything, it's like invest in your own life, invest in the things that you love, invest in your friends, invest in yourself, be a girl boss, do whatever you want to do. And just once you are fully like happy and confident in yourself, I swear the things that you want start aligning with you and start matching up with you. And this, again, this goes for anything as well. So like a job opportunity, right? Like if you start doing the things that you want to eventually do one day for your job and becoming confident in that, detaching yourself from the outcome, it starts showing up for you. Opportunities start opening up and aligning for you. So I think the same thing happens with dating is like, if you are single right now, just listen to me. Like, do all of the things that you want to do. Go to dinner with your best friends. Have a self-care night at home. Start like saving your money. Start, I don't know, like you don't have to save your money if you don't want to. Like I'm not a financial advisor whatsoever, but like start doing the things for yourself that are going to set you up to have like your, to live your fucking best life. Like go travel, go to a meditation retreat, go to a yoga retreat, drink martinis with your girlfriends, go to the movies, like just live your best life and invest in your life and fall in love with your life, fall in love with yourself, like journal, meditate, develop a best friendship with yourself. I promise you it is the best thing that you can do for yourself because then you'll start becoming a person that you love and a person that will attract the absolute best person for yourself. So you not only have to look for a partner that's going to be a good fit for you, you also have to be the person that you want to be because imagine you're being a completely different version of yourself or you're engaging in activities that you don't feel align with your values. You're never going to find the person that also aligns with your real core values. You go out and drink and party 24-7 and meet someone who has those same values or has those same activities that they're doing every single day, every single weekend, like, I don't know, maybe not the best person to start a life with. And I'm not saying there's anything bad about going out. I definitely have gone out a lot in my day, but around like 24, 25, I was like, this isn't as fun as anymore. Like I'm tired. And once I really got comfortable with like who I am and what I wanted to do, I feel like that's when I met Daniel and him and my, he and my, his, his and my, I don't know, his values and my values really align. So when he and I met, I was dating around, I was dating other people. I was 
going on dates. I was talking to multiple people. I was very unattached. I did not want a boyfriend. I wasn't looking for a boyfriend. It's not that I like wasn't like sure I'll date someone if I find the right person, but I just wasn't looking for it. And at this point in my career, I was feeling really successful. Like I was saving a lot of money. I was making good money. I felt like very good about my career and my job. I was having a blast with my friends. I had my own just like life in Columbus and Daniel lived in Cincinnati at the time. And when he would come to visit or stay with me, I, I guess he didn't really come to stay with me a lot until we were really dating. But whenever he would come to visit, he, I, I think had more of like an intention to date me than I did for him with him. I thought maybe we would kiss, maybe make out and then that would be it. But it just worked and it flowed so easily whenever we would hang out. It just felt effortless and fun. And I felt like all of the core values that we share really made a difference because yeah, maybe he annoys me. Maybe he does things that bother me sometimes, but at our core, I know that he and I are very aligned and I know that the life that we both want to live for the future or the way that we envision our future for ourselves, for our future kids is the same or very similar. And that is super, super important. So if you're single right now, like get clear on what you want for your future partner. Maybe write it down, journal it, think on it, but detach yourself from how it will happen, when it will happen, and just let it happen naturally. I know that's really, really hard because sometimes when you're single, especially like I imagine in your older 20s or even your 30s, wherever you're at in your life, it can be very hard to watch other people's timelines and other people's relationships and be like, okay, well, why is that not me? But if you just have faith that it will happen and that the best things are coming for you, you can just live with the peace of knowing that it will happen and you don't have to stress it too much and you can enjoy and soak up this time in your life so much so because you know, okay, this is coming. Like I'm going to enjoy this as much as possible because I have the rest of my life to be with someone and I don't need to worry that it's not coming. You know what I mean? It's like I can just sit and relax and enjoy this period of my life because I know it's not going to last forever. And that's another thing too is like I am not engaged, but whenever people ask me like, when are you getting engaged? By the way, I am guilty of this. Like I ask people this too, but I find it sometimes to be an annoying question because I think as a society, and I don't mean to get like preachy, but just as a society and people of our age, like we're always asking like, when are you getting married? When are you getting engaged? Blah, blah, blah. When you have kids, like we are going to have the rest of our lives to be engaged, to be married, to have kids, to have a mortgage, to be serious. Like And I'm not saying that that's where the fun stops, but wouldn't you just rather enjoy and soak up this time in your life being not engaged, not married, being not tied to anyone? I'm not saying that you need to go live it up and whatever, but like 
this is also a special time in your life. You're going to look back one day and be like, remember when we lived in that apartment together? Remember when we weren't married yet and we had this memory and like, you, you know, it's just, this is also a special time in our lives. And so why not enjoy it and soak it up because we have the rest of our lives to be married to like, we just, we do. And why wish our time away or why, you know, wish we were in a different scenario than we are instead of having peace with what we have now. Do you know what I mean? Wow. I really feel like I'm hopping all over with this episode, but that is why I feel like soulmates don't exist. And let me tell you what I mean. I think that our friends are our soulmates. I think our parents are our soulmates. I think our acquaintances are our soulmates. I think our boyfriends, girlfriends, partners, lovers, whatever, all of all are our soulmates. I think that we are meant to be connected with these people on this lifetime for a reason. I think that my friends from growing up, college, whatever, like my fa- my family, my extended family, I think those people are my soulmates. Like they are connected to me for a reason. And I think that they've taught me something in this lifetime. There's a reason that we were connected in this lifetime because they were meant to bring or add something to our lives and vice versa for a reason. I also think, you know, you can have a, a, a true love in high school. You can have a true love in college. You can have a, a true love that you met overseas when you're on a vacation. That's like the one who got away. There's so many different loves that you can have in your life. People get divorced and get remarried to the love of their life. I, I don't think there's only one person in this whole entire universe that you're meant to be with. I just don't think that's true. I think that there's multiple people that you could get married to and live a totally fine, happy, comfortable life. Sure, there's probably one person in this whole world that's living at this exact same time that's the most compatible with you, but maybe they live in Australia and you're not going to ever meet. You know what I mean? But then there's also these crazy stories of people going and meeting someone when they're on vacation and then they get married and they have kids and it's like the love of their life. Like, that's beautiful. I think they were meant to meet for a reason. I think my current boyfriend is a soulmate, a soulmate of mine. I think ex-boyfriends and friends are also soulmates of mine. But I don't think that there's any one person who is the only person that we're ever meant to be with because of these reasons, right? Like people do break up and get together with someone else who is more compatible with them for who they are in that moment, that given time, right? And I don't think that that should be a negative thing or a cynical thing. I think that should be a really beautiful thing and a hopeful thing because even though I'm saying this and I believe this does not mean that I don't believe in marriage to only one person. I'm definitely not like against divorce. If it's something that you feel like you need to do, get out girl. Like nothing's permanent. You got to do what you got to do. But I also don't mean that I want to get divorced. Like I would love to get married and stay married. But I just don't think that there is only one person that you could ever be compatible with. And I think that that should offer you hope if you're maybe in a period of time of your life where you're going through a breakup or you're single and you're worried you're never going to find someone. I promise you, you will. I also want to talk about another relationship topic that I think is pretty 
taboo or at least not a lot of people are talking about more people are talking about it now or I sometimes hear people that I follow on social media talk about it but like relationships are work they take work and they're not always fun sometimes they're challenging sometimes you get annoyed with the other person and that is okay that doesn't mean that you need to go and end a relationship over a challenge or a small like issue that you had of course if it's a pattern or if it's something that you don't think you can put up with like yeah maybe you don't need to be in a relationship with that person or you don't feel like you're getting respect from that person definitely like don't condone that but relationships aren't always going to be perfect despite what it may look like online I think we live in a time where social media is so prevalent and we're seeing so many people's lives we have an unrealistic view uh, into people's lives and we take a tiny little snippet of their life and compare our whole life to it so if we see someone in a relationship that looks like it's perfect then we think oh everything about a relationship is wrong also we have so many rom-coms and shows and reality tv shows and books and ways to compare our relationship to very unrealistic standards that just aren't how real relationships actually play out. I have the issue of sometimes comparing my relationship to relationships in TV shows. Whether I'm single or in a relationship, I do that. Like, and that's, and I know so many people do this because I talk to my friends about it and we're like reading a like really intense smut book and we're like, oh my God, why can't, you know, our boyfriends be dragons and fly us away and fight for our lives and use their metal shields to protect us you know what I mean it's like we have so many unrealistic expectations or views of other relationships sometimes so it's like you need to come back to reality and what I would recommend for this is something I talk to my friends about instead of comparing to what you see on social media or what you see in books or on television turn off your phone Turn off all of media, stop consuming and comparing and tune into your present life. And again, this can go for anything as well. Tune into your present life and find ways to re-fall in love with what you currently have. Whether that's, you know, your home, your partner, your job, like there, I guarantee you there's so many little things to love about your life when you stop comparing and start actually living in the present moment in your own life. I there's nothing I hate more than those couples online that like post the videos on TikTok or on Instagram or whatever it is with like a song in the background and the p- person's picking up the person and spinning them around or doing something really cheesy. Like it's just so unrealistic because you know that one person was like, "Hey, spin me around" or "Kiss me on the cheek." Like I'm sure they're not all prompted or superposed, but like a lot of them are. And we're sitting here looking at this thinking that's like, you know, the golden standard of relationships. We also see Pookie and Jet, for example, you know, I don't know if you know who these people are or not, but if you don't know who these people are, essentially this this couple on TikTok and I guess they're on Instagram as well. Pookie and Jet. So Campbell and Jet and Campbell, her nickname from Jet is Pookie. I don't know if it's because of her last name is Phuket or Puckett, but anyways, he calls her Pookie and there's these videos of him bringing her flowers and coffee in the morning and breakfast and 
there's also videos of them like doing outfit videos where he's like pookie is looking absolutely fire today and this is you know tell us what you're wearing babe so if you've seen that caption pookie is looking absolutely fire today that's where it's coming from but he's this like southern gentleman who just overly compliments his wife and it's they're blowing up right now online and we see that and we're like okay then you know why aren't our significant others doing this and I just want to tell you like you don't know anything about the relationship like it may look perfect but behind the scenes they may be struggling financially or maybe they bicker and argue or maybe he's extremely jealous and crazy and goes through her phone or the other way around or you don't know the real like realities of anyone's relationship and to sit there and compare based off of like a 30 second video is just asinine why are we doing it and I'm talking to myself too like that's the thing is I feel like you can have an amazing relationship and still compare sometimes but I'm telling you no one's perfect no one's relationship is perfect and if they're making it seem like they have a perfect relationship they're freaking lying okay they're lying but that's not that doesn't mean that they have a bad relationship if they argue or there's challenges or whatever like all relationships take work and I think that the key factor in me saying that is do both parties involved want to grow together and want to put the effort in because the biggest difference or discrepancy is when one person wants to put in the effort and one person wants to grow and the other person doesn't and they're growing in separate directions as long as both people are still invested and want to grow the relationship and work on it together I think that's what makes a long-term successful relationship so I'm going to end this here. I feel like I just brain dumped and just rambled far too long about God even knows what. But if you ever have specific questions about relationships or, you know, being single or trying to find a relationship or whatever it is, long term, long distance, please email them to star of the show pod at gmail.com. You can also message me on Instagram. You can message me on TikTok. Wherever you want to find me, feel free to message me. I'm happy to answer any relationship questions on the podcast or on TikTok, whatever. But what I will leave you with on this Valentine's Day is love yourself always. Put effort into yourself and your relationship with yourself, whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship. That is so, so valuable. And that should always come first. Relationships take work. No no relationship is perfect. There are all sorts of relationships in your life that are special and can be soulmates or can teach you something. And you don't have to believe the same things I believe. Maybe you think there are soulmates. That's totally fine too. But just know that people come in and out of our relationships or sorry, our, our lives for different reasons and can teach us something and just because something's ending no matter what type of relationship it is does not mean that there's no hope for you there is someone else out there that you can connect with and that should excite you and be something to look forward to also be the person that you want to attract I think that's huge and it goes for lots of other scenarios in your life 
be the energy that you want to attract, no matter what that thing is that you're looking to bring into your life. So I'm going to end this here. Happy Valentine's Day. Do something today for yourself. Do something for your loved ones, but do something for yourself today. Just even if it's something small, like a five minute meditation, give yourself a hug, give yourself a kiss, give yourself a high five, but happy Valentine's Day. I love you. I hope you love yourself. I hope you take care of yourself today and have a lovely day no matter how you're celebrating. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If you are loving the podcast, please, please leave a rating and review and tell others what you're loving about the show. It really helps grow the podcast and helps me create more content for you. If you have suggestions for the pod or questions you'd like me to answer, you can always email staroftheshowpod at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next Wednesday.